Welcome to Rewatching Oscar, the movie podcast where we usually focus on the Academy Awards and more specifically, the Best Picture winner of each and every year the Oscars have taken place. Today is one of our bonus episodes where we will stray from our usual format and take on a certain topic that you, the listener, have requested or brought up through your correspondence with us by email, Facebook, or other social media platforms. My name is Jack Ferdman, and I am your host for this bonus episode of Rewatching Oscar. Hey everyone, I hope all you movie fans are doing great. I am Jack Ferdman, and thanks again for tuning in to Rewatching Oscar. Well, that opening was a little different, wasn't it? Usually we get that full intro theme song with a little bit of what you know this podcast is all about in general. Well, it's a little different now. The reason for the change is that today I'm sharing one of these bonus mini episodes that I talked to you about in the intro podcast uh, a couple months ago in rewatching Oscar. Now, not to worry, next Friday I'll still have my regular episode discussing a year in film and the best picture winner from that year. However, once in a while, you know, spice things up, I'll have shows on things, you know, like actors and directors and certain genres and eras in cinema and a lot of fun movie lists. Well, today's episode is all about crying. Ugh, that's uplifting, isn't it? Well, actually, because I received so many emails from so many of you after last week's episode in which I discussed the Best Picture winner from 1983, Terms of Endearment, you know, talking about sad films that affected them, so I decided in honor of that tearjerker from 83, I'll be sharing with you my choices for the top 10 tearjerker moments in cinema of all time. Now, these are the films that make you ball your eyes out. Now, I'm not talking about a little whimpering or, you know, tears filling your eyes. I'm talking about full-blown blubbering, uncontrollable emotion that your eyes burn and are red from all the sobbing that just happened. Now, from the list of movies I considered, and trust me, there were tons, I accepted anything that makes you cry openly. This list is not really about the films themselves, but about a specific moment or a specific scene in a film not the film in general. Not like, you know, maybe like Schindler's List where the entire film is sad. Has to be a scene from a movie. The movies don't even have to be good. They just have to rip your heart out in a one way or another in one specific scene. Like things like a, a death of a loved one or a, or a child is probably most common. Or saying goodbye to someone for the last time definitely does the trick. Or even some, you know, moment of revelation that changes the character's life. Now, of those heartbreaking moments that I did research, and like I said, there are tons of them, I narrowed it down to about just over 100 of them, 100 scenes. And then I had to cut it down further for this podcast to about 25, my top 10, and 15 you know, honorable mentions. You know, There's so many to consider. I'm sure all of you have your own choices and reasons for crying in film. Now, people do have triggers, and, and you know, we let our guard down because of many of those factors. Now, I'm definitely not going to get clinical and talk about things like, you know, oxytocin and how it makes us more sensitive to social cues that surround us. I am no scientist. I am a film guy. But I will say that there have been studies to suggest that people who cry in films are emotionally stronger than those who don't. So to all of you strong people out there that love to weep while watching a movie, this list is for you. Now, firstly, here are the 15 films that a lot of people might put you know, near or at the top of their list that just missed my cut for the top 10. But I definitely wouldn't have a problem with it, you know, whatsoever if you disagree. These are just my personal choices. Now, 
Of course, before I give you my list of films and scenes, I have to give you a big spoiler alert. Obviously, I will be mentioning scenes from films that will tell people what has happened. So if you haven't seen some of these movies, then you may find out the big reveal that you may not want to know. Or you may not care, as you just want to find out where or if your favorites land on my list. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give you all a fair warning. Big spoiler alert for this entire podcast. So it's time. Let's jump right in there and tell you what my 15 films in alphabetical order, the honorable mentions that just miss out on my top 10. And these are, in alphabetical order, the first one is Beaches from 1988. It's when Cece is speaking to Hillary's daughter after her, after her mom's death. Then there's Brian's Song from 1971, The Death of Brian Piccolo, The Champ from 1931, not the remake, but the original, when young Dink says goodbye to the champ Andy Purcell. That's heartbreaking. Then in 2013, there was Dallas Buyers Club, when Ron Woodruff breaks down emotionally in his car. There's from all the way back in 1939, Goodbye Mr. Chips. And of course, that's the end when Mr. Chips passes away. There's The Green Mile from 1999, the death of the giant John Coffey. That gets to everybody. Then there's a really emotional movie. The entire movie of this next one is very emotional. But there's one scene in The Joy Luck Club from 1993 when you find out that Su Yen left her twin girls back in China. That just rips your soul. Then there's Life is Beautiful when Guido is taken away just before he gets shot and he lets his onlooking son believe that it's just a game. No one will ever forget that moment. Now, how about The Notebook? Well, that's one that everybody talks about. So let's just say it's the ending of the film, <laughs> the entire ending of that film. How about the 1980 Best Picture winner, Ordinary People, when Conrad breaks down? Way back in 1957, you had Old Yeller, when Travers finds out that his dog, Old Yeller, has rabies and needs to be put down. In 93, you have Philadelphia, that final scene when we see the home movies of Andrew Beckett as a child. Not a tear is uh, held back in that theater. I cried pretty hard on that one. How about just recently, in 2018, A Star is Born, the remake, the, I guess the five-time remake, um, when Ali sings that tribute to her husband after he commits suicide. Here's one that everybody's been writing me about. In 1989, Steel Magnolias, when uh, Malin loses it at the end of her daughter's, uh, her daughter Shelby's funeral. And also in 1998, the quilt scene at the end of the movie, Stepmom. Now, those 15 are really emotional scenes. They get to a lot of people, and a lot of people told me that those are near the top of their list. And they all affected me. Even though some of them are not great films, they have great moments. And there's tons of others, like An Affair to Remember, or It's a Wonderful Life, or Imitation of, Game, uh, Imitation of Life, or Dark Victory, or even the silent film City Lights. There's animated films like The Lion King, and Dumbo, and Inside Out, and Coco. There's a couple sports movies, like, you know, things like Field of Dreams, and of course, Rudy at the end of Rudy. Um, there's lots of sappy films out there, too, that do this intentionally. Movies like Ghost, and The Way We Were, and... P.S. I Love You and The Fault in Our Stars and Fried Green Tomatoes and even Goodwill Hunting or Les Miserables. Even a couple action films make you cry. Movies like Armageddon or The War of the Worlds. And then how about films like Marriage Story or Blue Valentine, you know, Seven Pounds or Carol. 
or even some of the best picture winners that I'm going to be covering in future episode of re, uh, future episodes of rewatching Oscar films like Titanic and Shakespeare in Love, Moonlight, Out of Africa, Kramer versus Kramer, you know, Gone with the Wind, and How Green Was My Valley, and of course Casablanca. All those have emotional moments that make you cry. Yep, they all made me cry. Remember, I told you on last week's episode that I cry a lot. But those movies didn't make me lose it uncontrollably. You know, those ugly cries. You know, the next 10 on the other hand, the top 10, did just that. You know, red eyes long after the end credits rolled. Or at very least, if the scene was early on in the movie, affected me for the rest of the film. Okay, Jack. Okay, Jack. That's what you're saying. You know, get to it. We know you're emotional. Let's hear your top 10. Okay, so let's do it. Here are my top 10 tearjerker moments in movie history. Number 10. Now, number 10 is a film that was made way back in 1941. Now, that's 80 years ago. Now, when I was a kid in the 70s, I went to see this film for the first time when it was re-released in the theater. Probably for the umpteenth time it was re-released. I was about eight years old, seven or eight years old, and it rocked me. It shook me to my core. The kids are not supposed to be exposed to killing, especially in an animated film. And that's right, I'm talking about the Walt Disney classic, Bambi, and more specifically, the death of Bambi's mom. It's often regarded as one of the saddest movie moments of all time by anyone who's seen it. And it's easy to see why. I mean, it's a lot of blood in that animated film. I think even... I think Walt Disney in his uh, biography said that his own daughter objected to Bambi's Bambi's mother dying. That says a lot in itself. Yeah, so Bambi is my number 10 choice. Number nine. There really is nothing more heartbreaking than seeing a child die. And when the best friend is there at the funeral, heartbroken because of it, well, it can't get much worse than that. I mean, the line in the film Where are his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. For me, and so many other moviegoers, is definitely one that tugs at every single heartstring you have. If you haven't guessed what this movie is and what scene I'm talking about, then you haven't watched it. It's the 1991 sweet coming-of-age comedy drama My Girl, starring Macaulay Culkin and Anna Klumsky. You know, when Veda says those those words in her tears at the funeral when she sees Thomas lying in his open coffin, you just lose it. It's really a hard one to watch, even if you've seen it many times. Number eight. Now, like I've said repeatedly in this podcast, things that happen to kids get to me more than anything else. If they cry, I cry. If they laugh, I laugh. If they dance for joy, guess what? Well, I try to dance for joy. Anyway, so why wouldn't I lose it when watching the end of Toy Story 3? Yep, that's my number eight choice. Now, of course, I'm talking about when Andy, at the end, says goodbye to his toys, especially Woody when he's leaving for college. Now, we watch Andy grow up through the first, you know, three Toy Story films. His connection to Andy and Buzz and the gang was, you know, indestructible. We all get it. We all have that connection. You know, our stuff, our, our toys were our world. At least they were mine. And that's why we love the series so much. We get Andy. And it was tough to see that car leave and watching the plastic friends waving goodbye in the yard of the new toys new the toys new home. I mean saying goodbye to Andy's childhood was tough on all of us. Number 7. The loss of a loved one is always so painful. And many films have obviously tackled that, you know, ripping our heart out in the process. 
However, the loss of a loved one, when that love hasn't truly been fulfilled because of things like societal issues, is even more heartbreaking. So when Ennis visits Jack's home and clutches his jacket tightly after not losing, after not only losing his love, but also breaking down because he wasn't strong enough to share his love fully, and also because of how the world saw you know, homosexuality, especially with cowboys being so stereotyped, is truly heartbreaking. Now, of course, I'm talking about the ending of Ang Lee's masterpiece, Brokeback Mountain. This movie rips you to the core. The film gets you so angry and there really is no resolve. It's a heartbreaking film. Number six. Now, many films are controversial. You know, they spark debate. This film does just that. There were a lot who didn't like the ending, or at the very least didn't agree morally with the decision, with the decision that was made. However, what wasn't controversial is how painful it was watching Maggie tell Frankie she doesn't want to live any longer, and she is now a shell, as she's now a shell of the person she once was as she lays there motionless in a hospital bed. She wants him to pull the plug. This 2004 Best Picture winner had a lot of powerful moments, but none more powerful and, of course, painful than that one. At number six on my list, of course, is the heart-wrenching scene in Million Dollar Baby. I will definitely share more about that film uh, with all of you on a future episode of Rewatching Oscar, as it did win Best Picture and also share how devastated I was at that powerful moment of the movie. Number five. Now, there will be some of you that disagree with me on some of my choices in my top ten. However, any of you who have seen this movie, my number five choice, and feel it wasn't one of the most painful things you've ever witnessed on the big screen, may not have a single emotional bone in your body. I mean, how can you choose between your two children? How are you able to in any capacity, live your life when you need to keep one child and send off the other one to her death or to his death. Well, we witnessed Meryl Streep's character, Sophie, do just that in that painful moment in World War II Germany in Sophie's Choice. I don't even really want to talk about the rest of the movie or the scene. I mean, as a parent, it just hurts me to think about it. You all know how I feel. If you haven't seen it, you will change after you have. Let's just please move on to the next one. <laughs> and number four. So, the first non-animated film that really hurt my heart was a film in which I actually read the novel by Eric Siegel first, which means that I knew the painful moment was coming. I, I was prepared for it. Uh, at least that's what I thought. Nope. It still ripped my guts out. When I was younger, I watched it at least 10 times and I bawled my eyes out each and every time. When Oliver Barrett III looks for Jennifer everywhere, and I mean everywhere, and finally finds her on his steps, waiting for him in tears. Her death in the film feels actually excruciating as well to all of us, but it's not as painful for some reason as this one. It's a moment when we feel the loss of hope and she is dying and there's nothing that can help. Even the power of love. Seeing Love Story from 1970, specifically this scene at a young age, had truly had a profound effect on me, and it did teach me to appreciate every second of life and what I have. Cinema does have that much power. Number three. Well, this one I have already covered already on the last episode of Rewatching Oscar. It's when Emma says goodbye to her two young boys from the hospital bed in terms of endearment. It's a film that 
That's a lot of laughs and a lot of tears. But the moment when her younger son is holding back his tears as best as he can, as she says goodbye to him for the last time, and he walks out the hospital room, open that door and closing it off on him, it's just too much to handle. And if you haven't already, check out my September 3rd episode on Terms of Endearment, where I discuss that moment and the film in general. That movie is fun and you laugh at it and you cry at moments but that scene rips your heart out number two well there are some movies that are so important to me that you know throughout my entire life films that have stayed with me as i connect to the characters the story or just being mesmerized by it as a whole you know, films like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Rocky and The Godfather and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Pulp Fiction and Singing in the Rain and so many more. And at number two, from 1982, there is a movie that is definitely one of those films. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Now, we connect with Elliot and his relationship with E.T. So that's why when E.T. says goodbye to Elliot as he is going back to his spaceship and to return to his home, we are hurting as much as he is. We, we lose a friend that we will never see again. Well, at least, you know, if, unless you're watching it again on TV. But you know what I mean. I cried so hard when, when I saw E.T. the day it came out when I was only 17 years old. And I cried each time I've seen it since. It's a film that is honestly close to perfect, which makes the scene even more emotional for me. Okay, so we made it. We're at number one. Now, you've heard a lot of scenes, about a lot of scenes just now uh, that make you cry and get emotional, got me emotional, from numbers 10 down to number 2, also my honorable mentions list, and so many others. But here we are. We're at number 1. Now, how is it even possible they were so affected by a movie in only its first 5 or 10 minutes? Now, the only other film I can think of that the beginning is what people most remember for it is the opening 27-minute sequence of Saving Private Ryan. And of course, this film has, is nothing like that. The opening scene of this movie is so heart-wrenching that I lose it every single time I see it, and I've seen it several times. It's the 2009 brilliant animated film, Up. Wait a second. Up? You're probably telling yourself, Jack, it's animated. The scene you're talking about has no dialogue, and it's you know at the beginning of the movie. How can someone be so affected by that? Well, that's what makes this scene so special. We are caught up in the two characters' lives, and so quickly. We witness how Carl and Ellie meet, grow up together, get married, and then watch her get ill, and then die, leaving Carl all alone, all before the film even really begins. Now, why is it so powerful? It's also because we can all relate. And we see childhood, we see a connection, we see love, and then we see it all taken away from us. Carl and Ellie's love for each other is what all of us want. But actually, that couple doesn't have it all. They want to travel, but they can't because of expenses. They want children, but are unable to because of bad luck. And they have obstacles, just like we do, to their dreams. It's a simple scene that has so much depth to it. The fact that not one word is uttered throughout is a testament to its power, but also to their love and to those beautiful moments as well as Ellie's death. This scene with no dialogue, it transcends language, it transcends religion and race and culture. With this scene, we imagine losing our loved one. And how can we be alone so quickly, just like Carl? Number two. 
Now, life is fragile. We all know it's short. And those moments are what we have. And Up does that all so perfectly. And all in a short five minutes. It's a special scene like no other. Now, scenes like this one, in my number one choice, is another reason why I love movies just so much. They are so powerful and so emotional. Okay, well, there you have it. It's my top 10. And there's so many films to choose from, but those are my choices. So now, the question is, will you watch these or others again just to let it all out? Or avoid them like the plague as just too much to handle upon repeat viewing? Either way, like I said, the power of cinema is always there. Now tell me some of your thoughts on on my choices and give me the movie and scene that affected you the most. Now I've had a ton of messages about this podcast in anticipation for this list and a lot of people weighed in already with what their picks are. There are tons to choose from. Now let me know what you think. Email me at jack at rewatchingoscar.com or send me a message through Facebook Messenger or on our Rewatching Oscar page. Now, of course, I'll be back next Friday for my regular podcast discussing a specific year and the best picture winner from that year. And next week, it's all about 1999 and more specifically, American Beauty. Now, don't forget to give us a five-star rating and download and share Rewatching Oscar as it helps the podcast grow. Continue to download and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and any, any other one of your favorite platforms. This is just awesome. I love lists. I love talking about lists. And I'll do much of these you know, fun bonus episodes in the near future just to change it up a bit. Okay. So until next time, until next week, I'm Jack Ferdman, and keep watching those greats. Bye for now. Rewatching Oscars music is by Turpak. The podcast logo and producer of Rewatching Oscar is Jack Ferdman. You can listen to all episodes of Rewatching Oscar on your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also check out our website at rewatchingoscar.buzzbrout.com.